Channel Attitude subscribers, we will be rolling out an upgrade to our site in the near future to improve site performance and your experience. So sometime within the next few weeks, you will receive an email requesting you to recreate your password for the upgraded site. To ensure this email doesn't go to your spam folder, please whitelist info at channelattitude.com. That's info at channelattitude.com. RSS feed URLs may change for some of you. If that happens, you can grab the new one in your dashboard when the upgrade goes live. Your feedback and suggestions have helped shape this upgrade, so keep those coming in the future. And again, the email is info at channelattitude.com to whitelist or add to your address book. Be on the lookout for that email over the next few weeks. This is Channel Attitude, your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. His name is Stevie Richards, and he has a conditioning and training program that's phenomenal. It's... What are we going to rip up and shred today, Ducey? Oh, SmackDown? That looks good. <laughs> Let's make some confetti for ChannelAttitude.com on the SmackDown Live Review. Here, Russo's brand. Yeah, pal. I better change the goddamn background, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, ill prepared this morning, I guess. We got so much going on as we get the ship right in and put Uncle Vince in the corner. Hopefully, you guys had a great weekend, won all your uh, UFC bets. You enjoyed Forbidden Door, and uh, I'm sure Vince was watching plenty of baseball and did some QA watch along. But we're back here in the studio with who you know. It's Big Stevie Cool. It's Hacker Hamin. It's your SmackDown Live review, officially the Blue Brand. Switch it up. <laughs> Stevie, good morning, pal. Good to see you. Uh, good morning. You you actually uh, cut off the testimonial of probably one of the foremost uh, orthopedic surgeons ever in the history of medical uh, history. Worked well, for doc- doctors have buried himself, so he has no credibility. Doctor, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> he, he, they took away everybody who ever th- had a thought or read a book or waited for the actual signs to come in once the uh, you know the jab that I supposedly took. You know, yeah. Spinal injury. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, man. It seems like uh, they keep pushing for a light push for some retribution. Yeah. For for C-19 or uh, whatever we want to call it. Fucking, uh, you know, everything that they took from us. And now now people are like, well, they lied and we want back some uh, reciprocity. I'm like, that's a terrible fucking hill to die on right there. You're not going to get any of it. They're just going to run the exact same play again within the next two years, regardless. But it's heating up everywhere, man, with uh, $6.2 billion just happened to be found. And strangely, the Wagner group received $6.5 billion to do a uh, inside coup on Russia. But then they just got to Moscow and said, you know what? We're cool, bro. We'll go to Belarus instead and hang out with our money. It's strange how these things keep happening, but, uh, you know, bigger things going on backstage at SmackDown. 
Yeah, the, the two are just not comparable at all. And uh, <laughs> I love the fact that, that Putin is a madman, but he's also a softie. Yeah. <laughs> he gets down on one knee. He tried to murder me. He tried to take over the country. He tried to assassinate me. Um, you get a vacation. You know why, though? Because he went out there and did it with a smile, pal. That's what makes it all good. If you smile, you can get away with anything. Yeah, we don't even know if Putin's even still alive. And if he's alive, it sure as mm-hmm. hell looks like, man, how, I, like you say, you live long enough to become the villain. So, yeah. The U.S. now has a coalition against them. Of course, you won't see anything in the mainstream media, not only with the financial part, but with all the other things. When we sanction now, they've smartened up to the work of sanctions, embargoes, all that stuff and said, oh, wait a minute. There's like seven other countries over here that are also in the same exact boat that we are or submarine. Take your pick. (laughs) And maybe instead of all of us cowering in our own separate corners, we all get together and have our own little coalition. And that's mm. BRICS. That's uh, another thing that was just signed between Iran and China, I believe. Yeah. Now India's coming into that. Now you have, so everybody that we, I mean, Ron Paul said in 2008, blowback, and it might not be a 9-11 style blowback. That's what the government might be hoping for. Right. But it's just literally like, yeah, that's cool. We'll be over here just creating our own monetary system and doing our own thing. You can do your own thing. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And then, like you said, with the sub rib, like people smart to it that that was all a distraction scenario and that the Navy knew about it five days before where they're like stringing along the hope of like, could we get to them? But they, they knew it. And again, just uh, another blown psyop uh, of let, never let a good crisis go to waste, right? And uh, they definitely use that to look the other way with everything. I, what popped me this week was um, – you know, not that I give a shit about politics anymore, but uh, the press secretary and I think it was an FBI top dick uh, in the press secretary room, just not answering questions. But then the media, quote unquote, uh, alleged media, like sticking on her, just hitting with questions She's like, I'm going to have to refer to that and not answer that right now. I've already given the answer. I refer to this. Go to the next person. Same question, same question, just putting it to them so they have to walk off that you know their non-answer. You can decipher the truth yourself. That was some interesting developments from this weekend for me, man. We live in an amazing world where they openly admitted that the government knew on Sunday that the submersible had imploded. The Navy has listening devices to make sure that Soviets, Chinese, any enemies aren't going to come into the coast because I think – Many decades ago, in the beginning of the Cold War, subs were like off the coast of New York and right off the coast of Maine. I was up there, and they said that there was you could look out there, and within within four miles off the coast of Maine, uh, subs were popping up. They they have uh, what do you call it? I I guess a fucking monument uh, placards up there for that. Oh, to to say you know. (laughs) We almost got fucking destroyed. But yeah, I mean, it, it, they openly admitted. Also, I think there was a social ex- experiment done in this case because they literally had uh, stowaways, like 600 stowaways on some cruise ship that capsized in Greece. Yeah. You've never seen that? Yep. They so had hundreds of people missing or dead, minimal amount of survivors, 
that would have been the low hanging fruit to be like, oh my God, there's so many. That would have been a worldwide tragedy if if the media actually reported it. But they said, no, let's see if we can get five rich guys or four rich guys and a rich kid into a submersible and let's see how many people really care. Or if they want to see them die, they're going to hate watch that instead of the capsized cruise ship. Right. And right. you know what? We failed every test all week long. <laughs> all week long. Every one of them we was did. a fucking mistake. My wife, even on Sunday when it came out, she goes, this is a this is absolutely a distraction from the Hunter Biden thing. And then whatever 10 or 15 laws to take away our rights have been passed at midnight. And she's right. Yep. And there sure was a laundry list of things this weekend, man. And uh, it's just sensory overload while you're trying to live your life. Go, I wonder what we're going to do for July 4th to celebrate independence and freedom and democracy. <laughs> yeah, you wait, <laughs> what a fucking joke. How he paid 16 or we saved 16 cents on hot dogs to share. Yeah, can't yeah, wait for yeah. That one. Can't wait for it, bro. We, that's the best economy economy ever, right? So, uh, yeah. Well, hopefully, we can help you guys escape from the madness. But uh, the headlines are hotter than they they've been in a minute. Uh, whether it's behind the scenes CM Punk stuff or behind the scenes uh, Vladimir Putin, who do you think is going to win in the Forbidden Door versus Putin versus Punk? I'll tell you who's going to lose every single like citizen of the world in that crowd that's watching. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, by the way, we talked off camera beforehand, and like with the medical stuff. I may do a video about how broken the healthcare system is because this six point five billion and whatever else that they've sent to Ukraine, uh, you know, it's just amazing. I wish there was a way to figure out how to have homeless people, veterans, people with drug issues, people with real mental health issues how we can have them help the government money launder because we would help those homeless people yeah. out in yep. a half a second Fuck. if you could figure out how to fucking transfer wealth, you know, to give, to help them because it is truly, you know, we've talked about myself like running for office locally here in Florida and stuff. And I've been a little disappointed with DeSantis just because the housing crisis is, it's unsustainable. You know, nobody can live here anymore because it's so expensive, but they really, truly are an evil entity among themselves. Anybody that's involved with government and they're not there to serve you, they're they're there to destroy you. And Mm -hmm. that proves it. You have such a such a compromised demographic or demographics all over the country and all over the world. There's also five, six-year-old kids mining for Elon's electric car lithium, too. So we truly live in an unbelievably evil world that I hope this expose of it all, uh, there's something on the other side. That's what I hope and pray for. Man, I don't know. Uh, we would call her pitchforks and torches long enough, but no. Well, yeah, I can hope and pray for that, right? I'm, yeah, yeah, you can hope. I didn't say that we were going to debate them to death. <laughs> Who are you going to take uh, in Elon versus Zuckerberg? There's your next distraction right that's there. Your, that's where it is right there, bro. Yeah. I take Zuckerberg because he's actually been training. I, I don't say no on that either, but uh, it is just more look this way. We're, we're biting on every single referee jump up spot. Are we not? It's or not referee referee. We're the refs. On every manager jump up spot, I should say. So, so what you're saying is uh, now that we made fun of referees, and it's a meme and a trope 
that referees are blind. They don't see anything. Referees are just the most ignorant people in the world. But what you're saying is that Vince is actually a genius because he's mirroring the real world represented by the referee. That's exactly what I'm saying. That's okay. exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, what I'm saying is uh, Don Stevens could be the new czar of Russia at this point. Do we have any? Do we have a tribute video up for her? Or? Oh, we yeah. could, but uh, I'm I'm, I'm, act, I'm actually interested in seeing her do her Russian dancing. So that's going to be a big, big uh, seller on that one. I'm just trying to go back in time here. I didn't, uh, like I said, shifted from one show to the next. I got to bring up the SmackDown results. I guess I do. I got them written right right here. Why do I need to? Well, if you want to talk about uh, Forbidden Door, I have to watch the highlights because even those are an hour and a half long. <laughs> um, but I did see that, like, MJF is world champion out first. Yeah. Punk, second match. It seemed like there was a lot of stuff on an American casual fan level that was completely reversed. They the kind top. of been doing that to hook people on the TV show. And I understand for that, but not for, um, well, I guess I, maybe I do. Let me put this by you and see if it, if, if it hits with you. Rip would tell us you want to open with simple wrestling on a card, not eat up a bunch of spots, do a bunch of false finishes. And that is pretty much MJF and punk style, basic wrestling, give it back to them tit for tat and not uh, get my shit in. I got to Here's my move set style. So if you've got 13 matches on a card and you're closing with Okada and uh, Daniel Bryan and Osprey and, and Omega, there's going to be a fair amount of get, get your shit in. So maybe that's why they're going simpler first uh, out of the gate. Well, I mean, it's a tough card to book. I mean, for positive reasons, if you're appealing to your hardcore audience for that yearly kind of interpromotional deal. So I, I get what they're saying there, but just it's jarring to see a guy that was in main event in WWE, second match. Second, yeah. He's the headliner on the collision show. And, um, yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough to figure that out. So I'll have to watch it. One thing I will agree with, and I hope if they're going to funnel money you know, I say funnel because maybe they're money laundering too. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they're going to funnel money into anything in the budget to give them the different look and feel and sound in this case, other than WWE, continue to use licensed music because the final countdown with Danielson, called to personality, I would go after anybody and everybody to get licensed music for each and every talent because sure. the music makes all the difference in the world. I agree with it. It makes it more mainstream and more real as opposed to like, we're just trying to imitate reality and get our own stuff over. That's a, that's a great point. From what I watched the first four matches, I enjoyed it. I thought it was okay. I mean, it's not my bag of chips on it, but I thought uh, everybody worked their ass off from what I saw and was, it was looking good, man. Uh, I know you were in the Monday locker room in the, in the chat there, but I heard uh, there was some, Pepsi Phil stuff going on on Wednesday where already there is in somebody's face in the locker room, uh, maybe a brother of another WWE wrestler. <laughs> and it went, it went off uh, and was invited to, to go talk about it privately. And his retort was to let's go outside and fucking handle it. So uh, let him say that to somebody like <laughs> me and see what happens with that. Uh, but uh, interesting stuff of, the locker rooms are still in a state of uh, paranoia and, and a ticking time bomb, a ticking pipe bomb. And 
the other part we uh, had heard that this week, uh, you know, based on our lower thirds forbidden scripts point as well, um, uh, is that both locker rooms are upside down, that this team Triple H and team Vince McMahon stuff and the separation is getting worse and worse. And here on Friday night, much like we talked about Monday, where the front of the show got reshuffled, Friday's usually the strong show with strong storylines ongoing. This week, a very shuffled up show, it felt like. And news comes out that Vince came in and changed everything at the 11th hour again. And that Triple H and Nick Khan are not happy about it. So now do we have Khan and Triple H colluding to go talk to the Lion of Zion, Ari Emanuel, and try and freeze out Vince? Or are Vince and Ari saying, fuck them, we'll do whatever we want to do, and they got to just take it on the chin? It's all cold. We were talking Russia. <laughs> this is some serious Cold War tactics right here. It's very, very hard to predict what's going to happen. There's one thing I think I can predict. They're just going to end up making more money yeah. off their next deal because their TV deals are essentially up. I think they're still going to be on USA, but they're shopping FS, FS1, FX, and Maybe even that Netflix or Amazon Prime is going to come back around. Disney, too, as well. Like for a, yeah. yeah. What do you think? What do you think, though, about uh, where it's going to go with them? I don't see this bond being uh, healed anytime soon. And from what we have on Inside Info of the workers being handcuffed, that you can't even make a move because if you go to one, the other one's going to cut your fucking throat. So everyone's just staying small until they see how this works out. But it seems like how long till Nick Khan and, and Triple H have a fucking explosive exchange with Vince McMahon and where does that lead? Or do they silent heat him and try and end around him? I think, or do they throw him under the bus with SEC violations and fucking get him on taxes like we talked about the outcome? It's the only way to take him down an inside stooge. He, he beat sexual fucking uh, Me Too movement, cancel culture. He's got the money to fight any court case. So how do you get him? And as GGP would say, follow the money, right? Uh, that, that to me is the only way. Well, I think the only way to really remove Vince and have stability brought back into the company, at least for one day a week, is to put AEW on Monday head-to-head and, and give him competition again. Mm. AEW with licensed music, with former stars going head-to-head, and even I would even see if you can see this is never going to happen because everybody's going two, three, four hours, however long. But if AEW just did eight to nine on Mondays, they would take away the highest amount of viewership. And yeah. then, I mean, even if they did seven thirty to eight thirty to lead into Monday Night Football, wouldn't that be, would that have been better for Collision instead of Saturday Night? Any. Well, Collision would have been great to put Punk head-to-head with WWE. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what you're saying right there. No, I hadn't seen any of that in the sheets. Instead of, why not Saturday? Why not one hour, eight to nine on Monday? That, that's think, that's I way better the, strategy. I, I think literally going with the big FU is 7.30. No one's ever started the show at 7.30. 7.30 to 8.30, you don't compete with football. As a matter of fact, you tell everybody – Coming up now, we're huge football fans. Make sure you tune in to Monday Night Football. No, but they're telling people not to watch Raw. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Put it over. Yeah, why not? That's good. That's good stuff. You're not burying them, but you're saying, man, there's never – 
you know, the best the best way to lead into your Monday night football fix is watch AEW collision and Boom. whatever or anything. And then wow. you, you don't they go on at eight thirty five. That pregame yep. show nobody cares about. Some people might, but you're literally telling them to not watch WWE without saying it. That's great. Wow. Uh, excellent strategies here today and would be much more uh, better value of use for collision to hurt your enemies as opposed to like just expanding your library. Cause that's all, that's all it really serves right well, now. Look at nitro anyway. So you might as well just give everybody the, well. the optics that you saw yep. 20 years ago. Yep. 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 You're spot on, man. But like you said, always uh, on, on so many shows, <laughs> Uh, the, the, the story is Vince versus triple H and we're not showing any of that. Nick Khan's not an on-screen character. Not, and this is where the, the real power is. And this is where the real Dallas storyline lies, right? The real mad men storyline. And we're not getting any of it. Well, they're not, it's not just WWE because we had the biggest, the biggest mainstream casual fan hook since the Montreal screw job with the, with the fucking all brawl or whatever they call it, brawl out, whatever yeah. that press conference, they completely, you, you talk about springboarding and then you announce collision. And then with all that controversy, punk is going to speak at 8 PM on Monday night, <laughs> like head to head with Brett raw. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, come yeah. on, man. This stuff is easy. How about this one, too, though, with what we had uh, allegedly heard of uh, the Bucks being on a pre-tape on Wednesday and then Phil comes in the back door so they're not there, that they're being kayfabe by the owner even though they're EVPs because that says that my money's on Phil and he's more important, which they're not. it's not a wrong business move. But – and the Bucks were, <laughs> through Stooge Report I got directly uh, – completely left out of that equation. We're, we're not smartened up at all. So they're being worked to me. Is it 8 PM on Monday, <laughs> Nick and, and, uh, and Matt show up and cut the fucking promo, you know, instead of them even. Well, I'm not trying to be mean, but any casual fan who, who you have to assume if you're a talent, you have to assume I'm going to get these points across to people that have no idea who I am. And I got to give an impression like I, I know my weaknesses. I'm not the biggest guy or we're not the biggest guys. We have to do something to have an impact to grab casual fans. Because casual fans, they take one look at you and be like, well, who the fuck is this guy? I can beat him up. Russo says that all the time. Mm-hmm. You can beat these guys up. But be careful what you wish for, too, because outside of L.A. Knight, who I think tripped and backed into that push, not by accident, but they accidentally let him get over. They won't do that with the box. No. Because now what they're going to do is this is the new wave of making every AEW talent, at least for six months, eat shit, right? You right. Eat shit, pal. They have to weaken the competition through the talent that comes over and defects the WWE. Then they can rebuild them to be whatever. F- after that burn job, I, I say bring over Omega and the Bucks and feed them to the fucking bloodline. Like, do what you want at SummerSlam, run in, boom, on the Usos, and then Omega goes on to, to try and take over and, and gets fucking beat by I, Reigns. I'll tell you how they screw them over. And they, they, I've just seen it firsthand, and you know, mm-hmm. I know the way they act. 
They will love a man with a big pipe on promo, shooting hard, doing whatever, talking about how they're here to take over and they're going to win all the titles, really going off on whatever limb they want to go on about the Bucks are going to just take over the entire company. And then they're going to stick them on main event and dark matches for a month. You won't see them. Oh, guess you weren't really that motivated to take over. Right, right. You had to learn WWE style first, right? Like that's what they're going to do. Oh, yeah, they might send them to NXT. Yeah, don't. Dude, with $9.3 billion, if you give those two guys a million a year, it's money well spent for it. This is Vince's Netflix. This is is his going to see the Flash movie. Right. That's right. Hey, I'll pay a million for them, three million for a cocksuck. That's a good weekend around here, Deucey. But yeah, I mean, I don't. Hey, if that's your retirement thing, and then let's go back to Triple H, and then we'll get to SmackDown. Being somebody who had some forced perspective this year as well, you know, still waiting for the, still waiting for the apology, waiting for that. But the the forced perspective that I had was wasn't even anywhere near the, the the. immediate life-threatening situation that Hunter was in. You, you, you're going right back into the game that gave you the heart attack in the yeah, first dude. place. You're not, maybe he's not, maybe what you're saying is just making it much more exciting than it really is. Maybe sure. he'll him back, but man, how much is enough? That's not what that's not what we're hearing directly from people on the WWE roster, though. That it it isn't just old hacker putting some some juice on it. That it really is that level of like nobody breathe. Well, but I really <laughs> want I really want to. And we'll get to the to the segment. So you're held to die on his NXT. You love the NXT talent. You want him up on the main roster. Be careful what you wish for there too, because what happened to those two girls just now? They got squashed by Ronda and Shayna. What's going to happen to everybody else if Vince gets his hands creatively? Forget about it, you know. Yeah. And we had the return of uh, Liv, so they're they're definitely not going to get over strong. Uh, let's get over strong. Get in and out, you guys. It's your SmackDown live review for June twenty third, twenty twenty three, and we open with a USO mega recap, a five minute recap, Stevie, of everything that's gone on. Uh, very well produced, uh, you know, um, I'm sure in production, they were like, you want how many minutes in a recap <laughs> when they did it? They got to go back and, and pull everything. Um, and then we're going to kick it off with bloodline civil war. I don't need your civil war. Uh, but, uh, it's going to be the Usos versus Roman and solo. Um, Usos come out. I put, uh, this was good um, emotion, but a little stammering uh, from Jimmy uh, and Jay had to save him kind of. Uh, and I think I was like, hmm, this doesn't seem like he knows what he wanted to say. And then you hear script got shredded. So he might have been working all afternoon on a great monologue and then out the fucking window that goes. Or he wasn't even didn't know that he was opening the show. He thought he was in some segment later. And bing, now you're opening the show. And you, and it seemed stammering and a little lost, even though the emotion and the commitment was there. Um, but they keep saying, like, they keep putting shit on Heyman. Like, we're with you, Oos. We're with you. We're in the bloodline. We, But we're not going to be there as long as 
Whitey, Kale Whitey is there, right? Like, I'm thinking to myself, so what's the heat payoff with Heyman? Double super kick, and that's supposed to be it, and he's out of the bloodline where Roma goes, you're out. But, like, they're just putting heat on a guy that if you pay it off on him, you kind of just look like a bully kicking a fat guy. Yeah, and for how long is – I don't even know how long uh, Paul has been in that group, but – Roman Reigns is the one that manipulates everybody in the group. And that, that whole promo was basically, you're just a weak-minded guy getting manipulated by Paul. By Paul. It's not that. Like, that's not the – are they trying to just have an out to reunite them and put the heat on Paul, even though it's literally not making one bit of sense to do that? No, it doesn't. You You shifted the heat of the why of being used – by Roman and acted like it was all Heyman is, is a, is more of a stooge in, in this story than he is the mastermind. So what's the payoff by doing that? And I think that was your 11th hour McMahon call right here. Cause it just it left me going, huh? This isn't what we've been building to heat on Heyman. You know, that whole 11th hour thing outside of the fact that they obviously want you to say, almost every word that's put on the paper, that's the sucky part. But these workers, you could literally go out and tell them cut a promo for five to seven minutes, get yourself over and talk about the tag match. At, I guess Money in the Bank is going to be the tag match. They could do it. Any talent could do that. Any talent hopes that you just give them the minor amount of bullet points yeah. so they can go out there and do it the way they want. Because yep. only they know how to be them. Vince probably was walking around and doing the Uso stuff and trying to talk about, he was trying to act like them. And they're like, he's like, do it like this. Do it yeah, like we're, this. The, we're the goddamn ones, pal. And he probably stammered. And Jimmy was like, well, I guess I got to stammer. I guess I got to do that. You want me to do the choke? Oh, um, we, got that, we got that with some. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then we get an LWO Escobar versus LA Knight recap. So two recaps for opening segments. Um, and then we get Ray Mysterio makes his way to the ring commercial. <laughs> They're even doing it to Ray Stevie. They're <laughs> one of your top guys with the pop, march him out there and let him stand out there holding his own ass for two and a half minutes. Uh, but we're going to get Ray versus LA Knight, a big moment for LA Knight here. Obviously, you know, anybody who gets to work with Ray Mysterio, uh, you're going to try and, have the you know your best match you could possibly ever have because you don't want to look like uh you don't know what you're doing and unfortunately in the sequence of the finish here and it just happens timing was off his throw was kind of off la night going in for the 619 almost shit canned himself out of the ring i didn't mind that because it looked a little sloppy and i like when things look more like a fight as opposed to drop to hold hit get on there perfectly here he comes so that didn't uh, do too much damage, but you know they're behind him because Michael Cole was putting over L.A. Knight huge on commentary, like more than anybody else I've seen. So this could have also been Vince in the headset, who he might be hot for L.A. Knight right now and just blowing him up as much as he can. I thought commentary was solid on this. Uh, L.A. Knight goes over on Ray, uh, but you could see right at the end when he came up from the pin, I but he feels bad that his finish sequence went to shit on that. It happens. How do you move on Stevie? Like, have you, you, I've had these happen because I'm nowhere near as good a wrestler as you are uh, more than once uh, where your finish or something just goes sideways. And it, it, for me, it haunts me. There's some matches I can't even watch that 
even if it's one or two small things that nobody remembers, uh, it's just hard for me to watch out. Do you have any experiences like that and, and that, that haunt you even now, or how do you move on from a bad performance like that when it really is kind of like, here's your shot kid. Well, I mean, it, it does happen and it looks like a struggle. And I think that's the part where we look at it like it's not as sloppy. It's we look at it as it's sloppier than it really is. Because we're used to things being so cooperative and now so we're in that era. I don't think it was that bad, but I could see that it wasn't as smooth as they wanted right. that to go. Um, I'm thinking if they if they didn't have time they had to go into it. If they were running out of time, they rushed it. That's my second thought. Yeah. But if they happen to have an extra thirty seconds to a minute, I think it would have been great for LA Knight to be like, ah, no, no, I mean I'm not ever gonna let you I keep blocking it. I'm too smart. And then he gets put into it. You, you fill it in with you were actually resisting the move. Okay. They were going home. Like they were literally one move before the finish. Right. That's a tough spot to be in. I had a match with Adam Cole in Ring of Honor, and I had another uh, match in Ring of Honor with Mark Briscoe. And I wanted to work those guys, and they're really good, and there was nothing wrong with the match. It was just the first time ever touch him, we were literally feeling each other's timing out and all that stuff. So LA Knight might maybe have one match with Ray. Yeah, I think this so. Might be only his second match with Ray and he's now they're putting pressure on him. You're being pushed. They don't make any mistakes. Don't fuck this up. You're now the boss is looking at you. Now Vince yeah. is yeah, they're they're putting all that. So maybe also he was same thing with Killer Cross, right? A couple weeks ago with third the, passing. Yeah. 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 But, out there. Uh, it won't hurt him because there's so much wrestling. Unless the office now, oh my God, he messed up two seconds of a match that didn't look as clean as we like. So he's buried. That's right. the only way this can affect that guy. I don't we've, know. Uh, we've you know, I don't know this dude. Is he, a, is he a good dude or is he? I, don't know I only met him. him. One, I only met him one time, and it was just a good brother handshake. So that uh, you know, I haven't heard anything about him being a, a dickhead by any means, or having an ego, or being tough to work with. Or he, he's just, uh, I think, one of those guys that goes to bat for his creative because he knows he doesn't have a ton of time left. He's been in the system since fucking 2007, right? That's when he was in, uh, or probably 2009 when he was in FCW. So. Uh, definitely been around for hell of a, uh, a minute and uh, get the most out of it. He looks great. A million bucks. And I heard people are super hyped on him backstage and that there there's a contingent. I got to believe the Triple H camp pushing for him to win money in the bank. Uh, we put that over as well. However, you got Logan Paul in there. Uh, that would be a, a good choice. And who was the other one we were talking about? Um there was somebody that's probably the, the number one pick, but uh, we, we want – what's that? Sorry? Priest. Yeah, Damian Priest. You know what I mean? That's what Vince was saying, who really needs it and could catapult him into the upper echelon to what's going on. But then instead they had him jobbing out uh, in a match where he didn't need to lose. So we've got three solid choices here, I think, in where we could go creatively with whoever wins it. Not a bad – option to have of uh, a b and c so uh but i think i think la Knight's gonna be the guy too i i think that's where i would put it right now i just as good as logan paul is in his performances i wouldn't trust him week in and week out to be there to do something but money in the bank is a thing where you can just 
do a run in out of nowhere anytime. So it makes sense creatively to have it on him as a surprise where he's not booked on a pay-per-view runs out and wins the title. Yeah. I think him not being there is even better because I, I still stand by my, my thing. If uh, Jay is going to win the title at SummerSlam, then either Logan Paul or LA Knight cash in. And that's the first you see. And now LA Knight's on TV every week. It gets a little old having him with the briefcase saying, I can cash it in. I can cash it in. After three to four weeks, people are like, just cash the damn thing in already. I think Logan Paul might be a better idea because then he's on social media with the briefcase. He's on YouTube. He's on podcast interviews. And he's not on WWE. He's just, you keep waiting for him. And I think when he does cash it in, that's when he actually wins the title. And I think he cashes in on Seth, not anything to do with the bloodline. Well, I thought that's a way to get get um, if you wanted to get the belt off of Roman, give Jay a little bit of a boost, and then put it on another heel right away. Hmm. I just uh, I just think that they had that established of Seth being like, we don't, I don't want fucking people just to walk through and act like they're over the door. You know, he's kind of the locker room leader of who gets the pass or not at this point, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. He's a workhorse. He's the vendetta. Yeah, he's a workhorse. Well, but that's, that'll be what's funniest is Logan Paul will win the title if he cashes in and then not be there to be the workhorse champion. I love it. <laughs> draft, love it, pal. Right. That, draft, right. Draft going strong. Free agent, free agent. Uh, then we get, uh, do you have any matches like, uh, the, I don't know if the Adam Cole, Mark Briscoe thing haunt you, but have you, have you had issues like that where you're like, fuck for a week afterwards where you're just like, I can't let it go or no. Well, holy shit. There's the, the, the fucking Tomco match. You don't think that, I mean, well, yeah. you, but they sure as hell haven't forgotten about it. How many 21, <laughs> 22 years later. Right. Lord. And that's mm-hmm. the and guess who. You, you People are like thinking this Vince is a new Vince that is all of a sudden out of touch and has these weird fetishes for actually being in by the makeup chair for six months every single week watching me with the wig and the makeup and giving it, giving uh, Janet like advice on how to do the eyes. I'm not fucking kidding. <laughs> That's what this dude was spending his time on. There's a lot yeah, going I mean, on. That haunts me more than the match. There's a lot going on underneath the surface. And, there, and bro. One, huh, pal? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to watch Tootsie I, with I, me later? I still love you. Oh, I'm, I'm texting oh. my wife. That's too. I do love you, though, Ben. I love you too. I still buddy. love. I love the fact. This is the world we live in for people around just like it's actually just like politics in the mainstream media. That happened to me. And all the first question out of anybody who's an active wrestler or retired, what what did you do? It's like I yeah. feel like I'm fucking Jody Foster and the accused. Right. Like, what did I do? <laughs> what did I do? You're just too goddamn attractive. That's a blessing and a curse. Vince McMahon's so bad. By working hard, that he said, I got it. And dude, I asked everybody that. I mean, we've talked about it before. I've asked people, like, on the down low, like Terry Taylor and all that stuff. I was like, why? Like, am I being punished for something? It's fine. I'll ride it out. He's like, no, he just legitimately talks in the production meetings about how he likes seeing you in a dress and a wig. 
it's uncomfortable. Maybe it's the chiseled jawline, the cleft chin. You remind him of mom. Like every something. woman, yeah. Every yeah. woman. Wants that. <laughs> Big Mike. Big Mike. <laughs> the Big Mike. Get him on the line. Solo takes out. Uh, Ridge Holland Farms backstage because he's pissed off about uh, everything that's going on with the Usos. So why not take out a big Irish guy with one shot? Mm. Didn't make Holland Farms look too good. Well, he did, he did give him a dirty look and kind of try to punk him out as he walked in front. <laughs> that's a baby face. What the yep. fuck are you looking at, man? I'll walk yeah, anywhere bitch. I want. then we get uh frank and rousey versus the witches of eastwick stevie um (laughs) my favorite quote of this match was they nuked the entire landscape of nxt these women uh and so (laughs) yeah yeah apparently no one can follow that uh but then we get uh commercial two times until the witches of Eastwick get tapped out. Uh, um, Frank and Rousey are your new unified champs. Um, but for Master Shoot Theater, we can try to remember this tomorrow. I, I wrote down that Vince has just watched Harry Potter for the first time. Uh, so he's all about Harry Potter lifestyle. But the the witches here get tapped out by the shooters. Like and it takes a long time, so the badass champs don't look that badass beating the undercard champs, but they nuked NXT. So, is there something about these? Did I like the witches of the Eastwick? I liked Coach Carter better, but um, is there something about the way they were moving? Was like I was like, did Vince teach them like moving like animals and doing like what is this? What is this? We understand. We we watch Jack Hanna. We watched the Wild Kingdom. We know what it is. We don't need to be reminded in pro wrestling what it is. Or the fact that they're witches and they don't cast any spells. Should there not be magic? Well, they made the belts disappear. <laughs> they made the fucking audience disappear too by about probably hundred thousand. They suck so bad that nobody <laughs> watches that. What did I mean? What do you do with the girls now? What do you do? They literally. This was like you know, this was a very much an elongated squash. That's the way I looked at it. What would I do? Voodoo dolls. Where the, just Ronda and Shayna, we go right back to fucking. Uh, uh, Indiana Jones, uh, Temple of Doom with the fucking kid while he's there fighting. And backstage, they stab one in picture in picture, and you see Ronda sell it because the ref goes, they just stabbed the fucking doll. And we, we do some voodoo shit backstage that affects the girls in the ring, and the witches cackle and, and go away. You better hope that Vince never watches that movie. You know why? Oscar will be short round in about two weeks. <laughs> And and fucking into sheer will be ripping people's hearts out of their chest. Yeah, for real. Yeah. <laughs> Rip his goddamn heart out. They did it in the movie. We can do it here. <laughs> yeah. Molaram Figaron. I like that. I'll write that down. Indiana Deuce in the temple. Uh, Raquel cuts a shitty promo and smiles. She runs in at the end. Oh, Raquel Gonzalez was on uh, commentary the whole time. You know, um 
not to say anybody's got to go get gimmicks done or anything like that, but everybody's getting worked on. It's a visual industry. You can't go out there like little titty city and fucking have side tit hanging out or whatever. Like you're just going to get ripped apart by the fucking onliners, which was what was going on. Uh, but uh, she cuts a bad promo and then she smiles because guess who's back? It's live. Oh, nothing strikes fear in the heart of Ronda Rousey and fucking uh, Shayna Baszler more than Liv Morgan coming out in some six inch platform disco boot, boot shoes and a, a jacket that looks like she skinned Cookie Monster and fucking and made it like, mm, boy, I'm terrified now. Everybody look out. The girl who got taken out by Dakota Kai. I wonder what she's going to do to the two UFC champs. <laughs> terrible. Uh, but uh, it's live. Who gives a fuck? I Nobody. Think, I think that uh, the, the blood curdling screams of the children when she curtsied before she started walking the ring. It just was, was like it was fucking death dealing time. That was that was it. Uh, I always want Gigi to be there, but we never get it. Uh, oh, Gigi would be. I mean, you talk about Gigi been in more fights than Ronda Rousey. Let's fucking be honest here. How about this? The witches of Eastwick put a fucking curse on Raquel and Liv and it's an age curse and Liv comes out, but it's Gigi wearing all of Liv's stuff and fucking it's supposed to be Liv, but it's really Gigi playing her. I like it a lot, but I have a feeling uh, a little conspiracy theory that these girls have been uh, jinxing these women's matches for about five years. (laughs) There's a a hex on Um, so we need to, un- we need to do an uncurse is what you're I know that that has to be a huge fan of watching these girls matches. <laughs> yeah. He can't get enough. He can't get enough. Uh, do you like that though? Uh, old live as uh, Gigi playing old live. I do. I do. And I would even put <laughs> all that warrior in the mirror too, as she's looking in the mirror. Just like, oh, great. Grayson Waller interviews pretty deadly. Uh, I put not bad, but not good either. Kind of like spinning their wheels. Sky News. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sexy Sky News with their titties out. Americans anymore in this company? Mm-hmm. Right? Everybody's got a goddamn accent. Um, then uh, Street Profits come out to interrupt. Uh, we're going to get Street Profits versus Pretty Deadly. Pretty interesting to have uh, Montez Ford doing homosexual mockery during Pride Month right here. I got to believe this was fucking Vince too, uh, firing him up. Uh, he's prancing around like a fairy, takes his shirt off, put, puts the titty tight shirt on himself and prances around during the match. Um, but uh, pretty deadly is going to end up going over here. So interesting choices tonight to put uh, LA Knight over and pretty deadly over street profits. I put great work on uh, in character on their exit by pretty deadly as they were going up the ramp they were looking back and 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 they were just in the moment in character the complete time not just like match over i'm walking to the back now that those little additions on the back end of really committing to the bit and staying in character and how their character would react in that situation was believable to me and usually you don't see that uh in younger performers developmental talents like that i'm still i i like the fact that they're getting the push they're getting but I wish they would just feed them locals for like a month or six weeks because this 50, 50 booking, like the literally what people make fun of casual fans, like 
Hey, it's yeah. his turn to be champion. It's his turn to get pushed. This is literally just standing in line, old toys, new toys. Street profits are over, but now you're hurting them. You're hurting them every week thinking you're not hurting them because they're already over. That's a mistake. You have to keep some, you got to keep feeding them the right kind of material to keep mm-hmm. them over. I don't understand why creative, we can get them over, but then we don't have to keep them over. It's so weird. But I will say this, they're both off like the WrestleMania advice, to, as you would say, both of those guys are definitely yeah. off. Well, Dawkins was kicking the shit out of people, man. Dawkins was going hard in this match. Well, that's another thing, too. There's a certain amount of, you know, the Street Profits have to understand, too, and this is just my opinion looking at it. They That Dawkins thing is testing the young talent, testing new kids. Do want to, Dude, you guys are the new kids still compared to guys mm-hmm. like me and everybody else. If I saw that and you're like, oh, you're fucking with I, – I, I think there's a certain amount of talent. If that was their intention to kind of – test these kids and kind of like lean on that's them. That's what it bit. felt like, right? It felt like mocking right. their gimmick the and hitting them hard. Doing. It's so not you, the way you only go so far, but somebody's going to remember that. You might not think it's a big deal, but I would look at that and go, and I would say something like, you're going to fucking do that to me. You better not. Or I, you're just going to get, I'm just going to dead ass you on a three or four things you're going to lift me on and you're going to be tired. Yep. Now you want to fight? That's Joe Rogan would say. Now you want to fight? <laughs> now, now you want to go? No, that's a, that's great. Uh, you know, veteran it's, insight, no doubt. It's just like what? I mean, even if the office directed that, still, why are you? That's like telling somebody at practice to hit the quarterback really hard. Let's see, make sure he's tough in a real game. Right. You know, so it's just I, I don't like it. And that's my. I, I'm with you. I thought it was. I thought they were taking minor liberties in the ring with these kids. Yeah, I, I think so too. Uh, the the gay mockery, interesting choice <laughs> from the baby faces. Like it's Pride Month, it's everywhere with cancel culture, but I'm gonna fucking do it anyway. Like that to me was an absolute fucking Vince call. Hey, his, um, him timing was timing was great. Do you think yeah, do you think that Vince was down in the ring and actually showed him how to strip off the shirt, put on the t- cutout titty sh- shirt, and Vince was walking around with an on just because that's oh, what he was wanted. he there at the show yet on Friday? Was he there? Oh uh, no, no, but maybe he was just doing it at his own. Oh, he, he had his own, he put it on his <laughs> yeah, Zoom. If they started. they put him up on Zoom and he's like, I want you to do it like this and then do Dude, a little that's another, that's another thing. This this thing is hard enough to do with Vince in the building. The, the revisions and all. Now you have to wait for technology. You got to wait, do a Zoom call. You have to wait for him to pipe in. Somebody might not hear him because the speakers or the echo in the room. It's a very, oh, that's not fun, man. <laughs> How long until they start doing like, sorry, the tech not broke, set, did, uh, call you back <laughs> and fucking you, do. You, myself, and Vince, the first time. The first session, we would just be like, oh, <laughs> like not working. I can't, I can't hear what you're saying. Can you hear me? Push LA Knight. Is that what you said? Push LA Knight. Knight, <laughs> a good show. Okay. L-A-L-A. Okay. And that was one thing. I'll flow that up there. LA Knight got up on the corner and did his, uh, you know, obviously takes everything from Stone Cold and The Rock, not too uh, bad of fucking guys to steal from, I guess. But he gets up to do his... 
great one posers ran you weren't posing he had like i don't know what he was doing like this or whatever the gang sign is he's trying to dude he's la night you go throw up the l and then the fucking a and then uh and i i even in uh what's his name a town down does this shit so there's the heat if we're really going to throw gang signs and be flagging but he's not even doing la and it's right there and when well known something i'd make a note of um then we get match flow girls bullshit with uh yes i'm trying to do okay that's that got it uh charlotte flair versus Lacey evans i was wondering if Lacey was going to come out dressed as uh the sarge or not um and but flair comes out and she's got those and the and the witches of eastwick had it too and I saw some fucking satanic fashion show TikTok clip where the girls had horns coming out of their tits. Now they've got these Maleficent or whatever the fuck that movie was with those shoulder gimmicks on. We've seen Becky and Charlotte have it before, and now Charlotte's back with them on this one. We've seen other satanic pushes, Illuminati hand over the eye, Baphomet shirts, all in the last fucking two months. And here we are. I don't know what this fashion statement is that is something alien uh as all i can think of or uh, definitely satanic but i don't know about shoulder spikes and what they what they really represent in women's fashion yeah we, we should talk about our master shoot theater and we'll do some research because what you're saying is right after the merger announcement right after a business dealing right after a contract you can call it a blood contract or whatever it is this symbolism of gratitude or ritual to cabal everything's cabal signify the deal is done and now we're is are they doing any ritualistic stuff you know they got the humiliation ritual which every entertainer has gone through what kind of ritual is this after a business deal is done i'm assuming Mm. they have a way of of getting that stuff out there yeah you're talking about it went to zero to 11 in a week Wealthy Jewish men on the planet who's obviously probably connected to all the Zionists in Israel and the fucking cabal leaders. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we got a Japanese girl doing fucking one-eyed willies. We got the Samoan with a goddamn Baphomet. And we got the white girls playing fucking witches brew. Like, it's all right there. It's nothing we're making up and not seeing. It's right in front of your fucking face. Uh, and I'm not sure the why it's an interesting, the deal's done. I keep going back to Bob, um, the fuck's his name? Deal with the devil. Fucking, uh, the fucking singer. Oh, devil went down to Georgia. No, no. Uh, fucking, uh, Bob Dylan, Bob Dylan, Bob Dylan and fucking, you know, plenty of people, even recently, almost everybody. Who did I say? Oh, DMX on fucking, uh, um, God damn it. I can't remember anybody's Glad, name. Glad TV. No, this was, uh, with, uh, the Southern guy who's got the doctor spinoff show from Oprah fucking, uh, Dr. That's Phil. Yeah. And, uh, and he's going, I sat down with the devil three times to hear him out and hear his offer, but I went my own way and went with God. And that's why I have a prayer on my, every one of my albums and da, 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 da. You know, even his albums, uh, it's it's uh, dark and hell is hot. <laughs> like it makes you wonder what's going on here. Um, 
Do you think but, that guy got so hooked on drugs and everything that that, that experience really messed him up? He was a crack addict before he got really into the got over in hip hop, but you don't get th- these fucking deals out of nowhere. You don't go to the crossroads and all of a sudden know how to play guitar like nobody's business, right? You, and you know, what the, you know what the biggest thing with that is? And my wife, and I, my wife said it yesterday. It's so funny how real all three of us now have a like mind. Yeah. The Pete Davidson Taco Bell commercial 100%. came up there and she goes, that dude sold his soul to the devil. Because why would anybody look at this guy and say he is Madison Avenue commercial? Like, I want to eat Taco Bell based on this fucking warm yep. bag of milk. Yep. Yep. And he, it's not like anybody's fans of him or te- like he tests well. He's right in the mix, into the same mix that they threw Kanye into the blender. So the Empire of Evil Holly Weird Machine is as strong as it ever was, man. And and here it is, once again, inserted into WWE in a very strange way. I need to do more research. Or if you guys know what that represents, uh, the, those shoulder spikes and whatnot, because it's not just something fashion-wise, uh, like for WWE costuming. I've seen this in other places as well, specifically meant to represent uh, some Satanism. So. And I'll, I'll, I'll echo the thing that nothing gets on their TV at least – more than once, if you want to be generous, without them knowing about it. And if you get it on TV once and they didn't clear it or didn't know about it or after the fact that pissed them off, you're going to be in really, really big trouble. So that's yeah. that's what we're coming from. Who, I want to know who is telling Asuka to go out and do this. That That's what I really want. Whoever, she's not doing that on her own. So somebody is, where is that order coming from? Is that a rhetorical question or? Well, I mean, is it Vince? I knew I would still be there because <laughs> um, I don't know. That's yeah. It's a very not even in our in our character to do that. Right, that makes things like that strange. That to me is whoever told her to do that. If if it's a fucking producer, who then did Vince or Triple H tell the producer to do that? Who are they talking to that wants Illuminati symbols? And we're three we're three steps away from finding out who is the direct cabalist who is fucking putting this Illuminati. Just like I say, you want to do it. What everyone's like, Oh my God, uh, uh, the Olympic uh, opening foretold COVID and, and this and that I go, okay, who is the stage manager? Who is the director? Bing, get those names, (laughs) zip time to a fucking chair and start pulling out fucking fingernails. You're going to find out pretty quick. Who's behind all this shit. Uh, it wasn't Evans. She got squashed. <laughs> wasn't Lacey Evans at all. She'll post a sexy picture today to, you know, heal, heal herself. Uh, Flair uh, goes over with figure eight. And then Asuka, uh, like every great baby face, attacks her uh, with a kendo stick, I believe. Uh, no, she just kicked her and completely missed. Oh, she kicked him in. I, I was like a like a round. And you wonder why why did Charlotte leave it on for so long? She looks like a heel trying to break her leg. Right. She's just waiting to get that's the stupid part. Like you can't just get out of it, stand up and take the kick to the back of the, the head as you're facing a hard camera and go down. Mm-hmm. That's safe because she doesn't have to hit you in the head. She can hit you in the back and the camera won't even but no, I gotta make it I gotta be upside down while she goes to kick me in the face. Just like we trained at NXT. Yes. Uh, I was probably distracted by the pink mom pants. I don't know. That that look didn't look good for Asuka. We got to find what she's actually going to be going forward and, and what that look is. Because she looks like a clown. 
Jim Cornette pants. Yeah. Yeah. They, she looks like a clown coming out. Um, Solo versus Sheamus in our main event. Uh, but the referee ends this match with a TKO uh, call because of a knockout on the outside and just excessive violence. I think this is one of the pieces that got moved around or switched by Vince at the end. I think I had read that, that they, they changed the finish on this. Uh, and then while Sheamus is down and out, we don't get the run in from the brawling brutes, but the EMTs come down and then solo starts killing EMTs. Um, I'm pretty sure that's an arrestable offense. Not that we paid for EMTs to be here tonight, so that means they can get the shit kicked out of them. Uh, Solo getting arrested here for excessive violence would have been a lot better than beating up fake EMTs. Uh, Heyman uh, pissed me off because while he was trying to calm him down, he's in the back going, Tufu la la tatu, and like trying to speak fucking Samoan as a New York Jew. And I'm going, this is fucking asinine, bro. Uh, and I'm sure it is a big change and it's just Paul trying to like, what can I do here to save this scene? That wasn't it. Um, then we get Uso's, uh, super kick party on solo Sokoa. Uh, I go, is this a setup for the bucks? Because they did pretty much those single, single, double super kick party that, that the bucks do here. So, um, a kind of a head scratching finish which I'm sure it was in production as well when they went off the air and they just looked at each other silently and go, <sighs> on to the next one, right? That that fucking terrible feeling in your chest. Well, we got through this week. That's probably what they said. Did we? Um, <laughs> Did no, we get through it? <laughs> yeah, we barely, barely survived. I, I think this was also a mistake on production because it would have been cooler to shoot it from the opposite side of the guardrail. They mm. shot it from where there was no, like, there was no forgiveness with that camera angle, and he completely missed them. If you saw it coming from over the black, you know, the whatever the guardrail is called now, the barrier, mm. and you had it shooting at Solo, you don't even see Seamus, and he just barrels through, even knocks the cameraman back, and then you cut to the other right. camera, both of them laid out. He, he, I mean, he took care of him. You don't want a guy hit a guy with spinal stenosis in his, you know, and crush his spine. But it looked like shit. You know, the little little. Uh, yeah, he missed him. Yeah, but if you shot it from, even from the, the crowd other side, over yeah. the thing, you wouldn't have seen any of that. We're calling it a blockade now, pal. Too not a barrier. God damn oh, it. Sorry. it's like an embargo uh but no i think that's a great uh fix production wise to protect everybody absolutely i wasn't even thinking of it from an interesting reverse angle that way um but when's the last time we saw a ref stoppage tko excessive violence i just don't uh, the spot was there even though they missed it but I don't know if that's enough to stop a match on a tko that would have left the fans like uh even though we're going off with super kick why would we do that now if we're going to have the match to get shit on solo right now? We're, we're no. paying off spots that should be at Money in the Bank. You know, it's kind of stupid. You have the female referee in there, and she was a worker for MCW, so she can take a bump. Mm-hmm. Why you, you, you pretty much say that it's a set-up spot, that you're not really out of control because you didn't spike the referee, which normally is what would happen, Right. Right. One out of your way to spike the MTs and let the referee. Imagine if he hit the girl with the spike. 
and then they took him out of there. Like, and what then, the fuck yeah. are you doing? And then the baby's fucking, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He could have left with his heat big time. The Usos never needed to come down. No, just him, just him hitting the referee, the female, yep. and with the spike and her being out, and that's it. I would have had, how about this? Is this too much? Shit goes down, take out the refs, to, uh, or shit goes down with Sheamus, outruns fucking Spike. What's his name? I can't remember. Scooter. Uh, fucking. Brittle. Uh, no, no, uh, not on the scooter. Uh, the guy in, in Fight Night, the little buddy. Uh, fucking Butch. Butch. I, I, I call him Scooter now, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but Butch runs out. He should get killed, too, before the rest of the people come out, right? Because we already took out Ridge Holland. We needed to take out Butch, too. Yeah, he just doesn't care about his friends, I guess. Yeah, he don't give a fuck. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit but uh we made it through this one stevie a very strange and head scratching in a couple spots uh i, I was wishing for la night that he could have kind of had that dream moment that that where everything went right but i could see it on his face when he got up of like god damn it i've been there myself plenty of times uh and uh finish, i don't like it either what's it's that too convoluted his finish yeah. even though it's yeah. kind of getting over it's just not everybody can take that well. Right. It's a, well, they're like, well, you're like Austin, so let's do something that's a stunner, but you put your own twist on it, right? So, so yeah. like, I don't know. I, 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 you know, and they can take it whatever way. I would just be like, okay, that's kind of a good finish. It's different, but it's not, mm. it's not something that anybody, I couldn't take a good bump off of that because I'd be trying to protect my neck and my face. Right. Right. Yeah, it needs to be something simpler, classic. Um, whatever a rock bottom and a stone cold stunner is combined, I think is what they were going for there, I guess, to to that point. But uh we'll see what they do at Money in the Bank if they're gonna put him over. It seems like he's got the most momentum behind him in the last couple of weeks. We'll see if that continues on this week. We'll be back tomorrow with Master Shoot Theater and the uh, raw review as well. I know Vince was pumped last week about not having to do it, so hopefully this week he'll be sure there. Let him review the whole show and just, <laughs> just let him go. <laughs> just let him go. Uh, but uh, plenty of uh, content over there to uh, Stevie Richards YouTube, even Vince Russo YouTube from Stevie with the new uh, smart board reviews and and plenty uh, going on this week. You said you got uh, a lot of production to do today. What's coming down the pipe, buddy? Yeah, I did the um, water workout video yesterday, which I'm sure you and Vince will be upset about. Yep. So I was in there mm-hmm. working out. Uh, I'm going to do my CBD video because CBD really did help me. We talked about it last week a little bit. It helps so much with the pain management and even more so my sleep during the infection and during the, you know, the therapy phase. Mm-hmm. And it just has helped me recover so much better, you know, taking uh, the CBD. Do you want, do you want THC gummies or no? Oh yeah, that, dude. I, that's all. I that's all I have. Okay, I'll send these to you. Thank you. I got to send you to, to lit access still. It's all good. But um, but yeah, I mean, I think the video is going to be just the uh, road to recovery update, but also kind of talking about how I had the same kind of stereotypes in my mind, being raised on the war and drugs and all these other things and the wacky tobacco and all this stuff and yeah. and stuff like that is completely different product. It's a completely different product, and I should have opened my mind up more when we saw that famous um, segment with the young girl in Washington, D.C., remember? The only thing that could help her 
was actually oh yeah the the uh, guy with Parkinson's where the Parkinson's instantly. I've got two of those plants going right now. Charlotte's Web Strain, pure CBD cannabis. Guys, check out uh, the CNN story on that with a two-year-old girl having seizures. You can get those seeds if you need them for uh, medicinal to make your own tinctures. That's uh, very hard to find pure CBD Charlotte's Web. We have it crossed with THC with two others, but we have the original strain at horseshoegenetics.com as well. I'm only want to talk. I don't know what it's like here in Florida right now with doing stuff like that, CBD gummies and Things like that are legal in all 50 states, but Florida is kind of a strange place when it comes to certain other deliverables, I guess you call them, or whatever sure. it is, or even the, the source plant. Who knows what? what the yeah, you can't about. you can't grow your own there yet, unfortunately. Uh, so I mean, you can. You just get a three-by-three three fucking tent and do it. The seeds are fine because you're actually making them into a tincture or something. Out no, no, the seeds are fine because uh, the uh, – DEA, FDA says that they're no different than bird seed because until you germinate a seed, there's no THC or cannabis in it. Uh, it's once it starts to grow that it, it produces that. So to ship seeds. to go to jail for in Florida. Right. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, dude, you put a three by three tent with a $100 light in your fucking corner and grow your own. And uh, you know who's got the best weed? God. I would probably say, but yeah, but uh, nobody, nobody knows. That's who's got the best. That's the secret because everybody keeps oh, okay. it quiet. <laughs> uh, nobody, but, no, nobody's growing this stuff. What are you talking crazy? So I, exactly, it'll I bet it'll come up and then uh, other ones. I'm going to try to put up more often on the YouTube channels. Check that out. The batch breakdown, of course, I'll get to a new one this afternoon. But what I think I'm going to do is because like, it's always fascinated me. Why, do, why does everybody in Memphis know how to punch so much better than anybody else mm. anywhere. Wow. That, I need that for Memphis. my students, bro. I need that for my students. Big true. Time. Have you ever seen anybody in Memphis throw a bad punch? No. Have you throw ever the, throw the best punches? What's that? Throw the best punch. Throw one punch. That's and what make I mean. it mean I, everything. Somebody, you know, you got Austin Idol, Jerry Lawler, Bill Dundee, Billy Joe Travis. I mean, Savage when he was there, rude. Anybody that came through Memphis could throw a punch. But there's a unique style to the way the right Jeff Jarrett, too. Yeah. So I left him out on purpose for heat. Uh, mm. But the way they wind up, even I saw Austin Idol and Jarrett drop to a knee to throw a punch, which gives mm. you even more extension. It's so, like, it's probably going to be, I, I mean, I'm going to be fascinated as I do it, but I hope people will like that stuff. Uh, I I absolutely want it for my students in class because their strikes are the shits. I've been trying to do uh, precision striking with them to teach them how to throw a real punch first. You know what I mean? Just so yeah. they just get in their head and they look like complete robot goofs, like uh, going crazy, almost like the early DARPA <laughs> things going well, around. Is, they're more concerned with the sound of a stomp over the placement of the fist. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so that, that would be a huge, huge learning tool for, for me and my students and, and the breakdown of it. It'll be good for that. Yeah, absolutely, dude. A hundred percent. It's set up and ready to go. I just haven't officially. I'll tell them it's all mandatory to sign up. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Fucking A. Raise the price on uh, tears now that I know that. Uh, <laughs> no, they're very affordable, actually. They're, they're low, low price tiers that you're going to get with this. So I'm not trying to expand. And, you know, I can't do the, I can't do the amount of stuff you and Vince do yet as far as content. So I want to keep you it. You shouldn't be. Available. You've got to rest. That's way too much. 
I don't have I don't have time to do it myself. What do you got uh, going on? So I'll put it oh on. man, I oh, appreciate it. No, I'm back in uh Canada, July 16th, uh, St. Catharines, Ontario for Crossfire, July 8th. I'm in Cobleskill, New York, defending the Immortal Heavyweight title for a first time in Cobleskill. So Front Row's already sold out for that, so get your tickets now. Um, what else going on? i got weddings to go to coming up July 1st in Philly, so I'll be down there, uh, down where, down there. You're going to see what boxing rings are around? To I'm going to I'm gonna take a little bit and see what's what. Well, that was one of the things we didn't cover. Shit, I forgot on the Monday Locker Room, uh, but maybe we'll cover it on Master Shoot Theater with CM Punk, Sue, and Billy Body. Did you see that fucking stuff? I heard something. In your <laughs> yeah, I had forgotten to get to it on Monday locker room. So that'll be for master shoot maybe tomorrow or, or even uh, Friday locker room as we get to it, you guys. But uh, I'm just going to be doing all the cannabis work, trying to keep your shows cranked out. Patreon.com slash Media Group for the new episode of Consultants coming up. I'm looking forward to recording that later this afternoon. And uh, just me and the dogs of war until the wives get back from uh, their uh, submarine trip or not. Uh, but uh, <laughs> on behalf of Big Stevie Cool, Vince Russo and Hacker Hameen, this was your SmackDown Live review, you guys. I got one more thing I got to fucking play, too. I forgot about it to play it on the other one. Uh, but uh, say goodnight, Stevie. Good night, Stevie. Oh, I love it. He nails it. And I'm I'm late with the video. Good night. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Good night. Oh, you guys check check your <laughs> check your emails uh, from uh, Russo brand. I don't even know where this is anymore. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> we got changes coming up behind the scenes. So, if you guys uh, get booed out of the N double I G H T. Yeah, I don't even know where this video is. Ray must have deleted it. Yo, uh, get vaccinated. <laughs> oh.